Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Very quickly, before we get into all the enjoyment that I'm sure everybody is feeling after Roma fall to Inter, uh, if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, youtube.com slash at Roma Press. If you would like to join as a patron, get extra episodes, early access to the podcast, other things as well. You can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. Now that that is out of the way, should the funeral proceedings begin? I don't know why I'm so down after this one. I I put out the a patron episode, just a primer before this match. And for some reason, I was feeling good because almost as if I were in a state of homeostasis because we had just seen... Eusebio uh, Di Francesco blow a three-goal lead inside Denia, which to Claudio Ranieri, by the way, right? Which that in and of itself, Claudio Ranieri, a manager my... who probably the last time he, his team scored four goals was in 1979. Right, 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 right. Yeah, before they had the the, the man who took in Di Francesco's job in 2018-2019 after Di Francesco walked. So it was a, right. it was so a perfect after... start to. To, to the Sunday, right? To the Sunday yes. afternoon. Because, you know, unlike uh, the people that will listen to this episode tomorrow, we are recording this right after. And so everything right. was... And also, f- now looking back at it, like minutes, literally minutes after the match is over, this match was so anticlimactic considering mm. all the, all this buildup, all this talk about Lukaku's return, <laughs> about this, you know, the phenomenal atmosphere at San Siro. And then you get this game, which was so uh, flat. Right. And I mean it in for both teams. I don't just mean Roma because we're going to get into that... Roma's performance. But I just think overall as a game, as, a, as an entertainment for Sunday evening, it was quite... I mean, oh, indifferent, yeah. kind of boring. Um, that that first half was unwatchable. I, I thought that was some of the most drab, some of the most boring, and as you just put it, anticlimactic. I, I, I couldn't believe. You would think, you know, goal in the 80th minute or 81st, whichever it was, you would think that, oh my gosh, everybody is on the edge of their seats. Absolutely. You know, I was. It, it, no, but in a way, the reaction of the players just seemed like, oh, okay. Right. right. Guess yeah. what? I mean, yeah. okay, sure, whatever. Like, I don't know. It felt like for a game of this magnitude, the stakes mm. were supposed to be really high. And then as the game progressed, it actually became less and less entertaining and less and less intriguing. Uh, you know, at least I, I'm talking perhaps, you know, I'm a, perhaps an Inter fan will be thrilled now. I mean, most likely. Right. But, but just watching it from like the perspective of somebody who stumbles upon this this match on TV just randomly, this was everything that you do not want from a match of this caliber. Yeah, I, I you know... It depends on what your mindset is for this one. If you want to look at it with the glass half full or half empty, I'm a natural pessimist, so I'm going to tend to uh, gravitate towards the negative. 
Um, before kickoff, though, I, I put out just a, a primer to some of the patrons for this match, and, and I had one of those weird, one of those weird wave of feeling overwhelmed before the match because it was one of those games where I thought to myself, okay, because Roma have messed up so so profoundly in the early go in the first few weeks. I mean, the fact that in and of itself you dropped points at home to Salernitana I, should qualify as a war crime, but we can get to that another time. I was having one of those moments where I thought to myself, you know, there is so much at stake this season. Does Jose Mourinho stay? Can you keep Romelu Lukaku? Does Paolo Dybala want to stay? I mean, so much that it, it hit me like a like a like a tidal wave, and it is. Going into a game, I don't like that because you are not looking at looking at the situation from a granular point of view. You're looking at it from uh, you know eight, nine, ten months away, which is not a good perspective to have when you're trying to enjoy a match like tonight. But I think, as you just said, uh, what we were uh, what we were welcome to by both teams, I, you know, as far from enjoyable, yeah. Well, I, I I turned I turned off uh, the zone because I I just can't bring myself to listen to what I'm going to hear because you're going to hear the usual. It, it was Inter dominated, and if you just Google, okay, if you did not watch this match, if you just Google the statistics, it's going to look like that. It is going to look as if this was one way traffic. Also, I mean, even the headlines, you know, like Lukaku drowned out by the whistles. First of all. <laughs> I didn't hear that much. And second, no, that well, sounded like a regular match. I, the, the guy never received a ball. Like I, I can hardly remember well. a, a moment where he had the ball at his feet. So, you know, but but it, it's true. Like there is a there is a certain like so there is the performance that we can analyze. And then there is a certain narrative that uh, that will come out of this match. But again, as a spectator. Even if I try to put myself in the shoes of somebody of a neutral who stumbles upon this uh, this match on TV, just you know, skipping channels, Inter's goal by itself did not feel like a goal that happens after the 80th minute. Like, right, it, right. It didn't feel like there was no relief, there was no excitement behind it. It just felt so uh, predictable. I guess maybe that's from a Roma perspective. Is that? you could tell that this team is hanging on for dear life, but it will cost them. At the end, it will cost them because once you drive yourself to that position where your whole focus is just not to concede, at the end of the day, you will concede. No matter how good you are defensively, Mm. if that is your whole strategy, because there is a difference between, say, the performance that Roma put in against Real Sociedad last season where... They were, uh, you know, they were defending a two-goal advantage, and what Roma tried to do today. Roma, what they Roma tried to do today was to m- minimize the the damage, the losses. Yes, you know, damage control when when because yes. because of all the absences that they had on the roster. So Mourinho's immediate thought was, okay, well, let's. Let's put a really defensive side on the pitch. And the only mission is try to not concede. And if there is just even a glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel, make use of it. But otherwise, sit back, protect the goal. Unfortunately, there there is also that at the same time that feeling of inferiority, which we addressed many Mm. times, where ultimately it comes out. It came out today. 
Roma, and, and that's why I say the goal felt predictable because it felt like Roma, the players, when they saw the ball go into the back of the net, they basically accepted it as something that, yes, it was inevitable because, hey, Inter are really good at this. They know how to cross the ball and they have the players to score the ball. So tough, you know, tough. And, uh, and I think that doesn't sit right with me because I can fully support a mindset of we are the we're a team in emergency. We have an, a number of players, and most most of them are starters for us. Because let us remind people that we are missing Paolo Dybala, Leonardo Spinazzola, Lorenzo Pellegrini, Renato Sanchez. All four Chris players Smalling. are easily no Smalling. I, I mean, Smalling, your best defender did not play. Smalling. Easily, your, your best defender starters. has not played for sixty days. Easily, he's absolutely easily five starters. So I can understand the mindset of yes. let's compensate for their absence by playing defensive football. But you have to, that attitude also has to come from a place where it's clear that Roma feel at, on the same level as Inter. And again, mm. given how shit both teams were, I would say they were not too far off. The problem is Inter had oh. a clear goal in mind, score. Roma had another goal in mind, which was do not concede. At the end of the day, if you put Inter's quality, if you let them, if you give them that light of day, as Christensen gave uh, to um, whoever it was, Di Marco, um, yeah. they're, they're going to score the ball. And that's, that's the story right there. That's why it felt so anticlimactic, because it felt like we were following a script that was, that was already written, you know? You know, I couldn't agree with you more on the part where you said, you know, it's one thing to 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 sit back and, you know, beca because it's easy to say they play tonight just like they did against Bayer Leverkusen, Real Sociedad. Uh, we can find a lot of examples, but I, I couldn't disagree more because as you just pointed out, I can't recall a single action where Lukaku uh, received the ball and was able to to use his qualities to try and get something. I mean, the guy was out on an island for the entirety of the game. Uh, I I do not know what they were thinking when they got the, the ball because they looked so hesitant, so unsure of themselves, and they they had so few ideas when they did get the ball. I don't know what the possession ended at. When I, when I looked at 89, it was 66 to 34, so I'm assuming it probably ended some, somewhere close to that. We knew, or at least I... I would say the majority of us knew how Roma was going to play this one. I don't think any of us expected them to play on the front foot, dominate possession. Uh, they they hardly ever do that. So I, I think the approach tonight won't surprise anybody. I just cannot believe how hesitant, how out of ideas. Man, they, this is one of those matches where you, you could have played this for five days and they never would have found the goal with the way they were playing. They, they didn't even look like they were even thinking of attempting to find a goal. And I think therein lies the very clear difference between a match of tonight versus one like Bayer Leverkusen, Real Sociedad. At least in those games where you sit back like this, you are at least doing so knowingly, not just to survive, but you're going to try and inflict a wound on the opponent in the on the counterattack. I mean, Tonight, I can't recall a single counterattack where I thought, oh, well, okay, something might come of this. There was zero. At no point did I think Roma would score tonight. It's one of those rare occasions where the scoreline tells you the game, you know, how it yes. went. 
if you look at the scoreline, you see 1-0, and then you look Marcus Thuram around the 80th minute. It tells you exactly the kind of game it was. It tells you that Inter kept pushing, Roma kept waiting. And at the end of the day, Inter's quality came through. Roma had two shots, two shots. So that in of itself is one of those rare occasions where actually the statistics, the the scoreline, they tell you all you need to know about how the game went, how it was set up, what was the objective, what was the strategy, uh, at, and w- <laughs> what the stakes were. But at the end of the day, I also think that um, it was anticlimactic because you never really felt like Roma put much weight on this game. Like, it didn't mm. feel like their life depended on it. Whereas it felt like there was a bit of desperation on Inter's side given Juventus' uh, uh, late goal yesterday against uh, Hellas Verona, which secured first place for them temporarily. Right. And Inter had to go in and win this match in order to stay with Juve. Um, so Inter did what they had to do. Roma, for the most part, tried to play out the scenario that uh, that Mourinho had in mind. But unfortunately... Again, if you go up against the side that has the players, that has the force to hurt you, and you don't, and you're especially running short on of, on options off the bench, then you're going to have a problem. And that's what Roma had tonight, a big problem that was just waiting around the corner. It was just a matter of time. It never really felt secure. You didn't feel like uh, this is the time where the team knows what it's doing and the parking the bus strategy will work out. Unfortunately... It wasn't the case. Um, it's different when you're when you're defending a goal advantage and we're, when you're actually playing for a result like you did tonight, as opposed to playing against Real Sociedad in uh, the return leg uh, in San Sebastian. Different different scenario, different stakes, different options of the bench, uh, and in the end, Inter's quality came through. That's really. It's somebody, you know, Kev, I think one of our patrons, Kevin, said, oh, this is going to be the typical. Before before Inter scored, I think it was at halftime, Kevin uh, wrote me a message and said, this is going to be the game where you say that uh, a loss, this this is going to be a loss where we didn't learn much, uh, much. We didn't learn anything new for this team. And it's true. It's one of it, it, it is true. It yeah. feels like okay. Good it call, happened. Kevin. We've seen this time and time again. It also felt like it was in the air. It felt like it was in the air for a reason. It felt like that because we've seen it before. We've been in this situation before. Inter have been the better side over the last few years, so it yes. it just makes sense. It's an unfortunate that it makes sense, but it does make sense. So then, are you taking this with the glass half full approach, wherein? You could make the argument half of your preferred 11 were not available. You held on until the 80th minute. And okay, uh, you did what you could. You leave in defeat. Or are you taking this with a glass half empty view of, okay, Roma, they could have played for a full week. They would not have scored. It's another defeat. It's uh, I believe this is four four defeats through ten. Yeah, four two and four. I think is the record now. Uh, how are you looking at this? Because because I I think you and by extension Kevin are are completely correct. Nothing new was learned today. Not nothing new. Um, I said before the match that this Roma could get something from this game, even though they were missing half of their preferred eleven. Um, 
the depth that they have, I would say, is more that they, than they've had in a very long time. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But of course, at the end of the day, you are missing in Paulo Dybala, undoubtedly, well, undoubtedly your most creative player. And I think if, if you want to say just overall highest quality player, I, I don't think many will argue with that. You are missing your best defender. You are missing your captain. Uh, Renato Sanchez, I don't even know what to label him. I don't know. I, I can't think of something that would be a, a a good descriptor for him because he is a talented guy. But, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I think my 98-year-old Nona might have had a better, had less trips to the uh, to the hospital than he has. It's difficult for me because I, I, I really don't know how to digest this because, man, that I would forget even the first half, man, that those first 60 to 70 minutes were just a black hole of nothing. Even for even for Inter, obviously, they're not going to be lamenting what took place tonight. They won to the victor goes the spoils. So they're not going to come on and be uh, talking like you and I saying, even though they got the three points. Oh, my gosh. What a. Oh no, we didn't play that great for the first uh, two thirds of the match. But even for them, I, I they were not even remotely impressive, in my opinion. Um, e- even with the goal, I did they really jump off of the off of the page to you? To me, the gap was. No, that's what not... I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is they did the bare minimum to achieve their yes. objectives, whereas Roma put really all their effort into a strategy that at the end of the day was impossible to realize. Um, I'm looking right now at. Cristante's post-match. And what he can say is what we are all thinking is we prepared it like this. We prepared the match in order to defend, 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 and then hopefully get it right at the end. Uh, But we didn't have enough energy. That really comes down to it. You didn't have enough energy. You didn't have enough options. Inter had two. Again, these are not excuses. It's a fact of life. Inter qualified to yes. the Champions League, so to them it goes the fact that they can rest two additional days. One could make the argument that Roma could have played on Monday instead, so to facilitate whatever. Yeah, and Thiago Pinto said that too before the match. It, that, that, it, it is I, absurd. I, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, Lazio play tomorrow. Uh, why can't Roma? But uh, I, I'm not I, I'm not going to go there, but but for me, it's it's Inter did the bare minimum. It was expected of them to deliver such a win. This is what they did. So for them, it's you know it should it, it it's business as usual. Uh, for Roma, on the other hand, it was a matter of keeping it together despite all the circumstances going against them. And at the end, the margin of error was very little. There was great risk involved, and it didn't pay off. So I think the mindset there, unfortunately, is let's move on you know let's let's go to the next one because let's write this off it was uh, at the end of the day i'm pretty sure that inside the dressing room they're not going to be crying this is not going to be one of those games where you right. go into the dressing room you're throwing the towel and you're like pissed off because it, it hurt you it it's unfair the result doesn't you know doesn't uh, show how the game really went no the result tells you all you need to know about the kind of match that you witnessed tonight. I, I couldn't agree more. Again, I, I I don't think anybody is going to give you much much of a an argument that this match is completely different if you have everybody available. The thing that I, I suppose is maybe most disappointing, and you touched upon this in the early minutes of this, 
the energy, the energy, I, I won't necessarily say the effort because I, I think there's a big difference. The, uh, uh, in the last Genoa, that was effort. That wasn't energy. But today, the energy, as uh, Cristante said in his post-match, I, I mean, there was uh, the, the batteries uh, were empty. There was nothing. But I look at how they played just a few days ago, and man, they were they were amped up. They looked excited. Now, obviously, after playing a match, uh, fatigue is going to set in. And it also depends on the opponent that you're looking at. You know, it just it yes. If your opponent is is has the quality, first of all, has the quality to sustain a higher term, because even from the out, outset, Inter are superior to Roma. That's a fact. You know, when I say Roma cannot show their inferiority, it's a matter of mindset. But Winter are superior, so they can sustain a higher tempo. They can sustain more pressure, and they can play longer minutes without having to rely on the bench. Whereas Roma, who do you bring off the bench who has immediate impact the way Inter players can do? You know, it's correct. A, it's a fact of life. So. It's disappointing because you always expect the team to to go into a game like this and deliver on their promise of, you know, of wanting to win. But at the end of the day, I think we can all conclude that Roma behind the scenes would have been very happy with a draw tonight. Oh, absolutely. I Wouldn't you and I? I'd be excited. I would have been ecstatic. Yeah, if if they had kept that 0-0 scoreline, they would have they would have thrown a party and we would have probably done the same. So I don't know if that is uh, a reason to be disappointed or or you know or just accept it and move on. The problem is that if you accept it and move on at this stage, I don't know. The, the team has to be held to a higher standards progressively as the season goes on because the objective at the end of the season doesn't change. It's still qualified to the Champions League. So if you keep dropping these points and if you keep dropping these performances where you are clearly outshined, out-hustled in the end despite your best efforts, then it, it, it tells you something about the team that we have. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still in my own head even. I recorded part of my uh, patron post-match reaction and... Even now, having some time to chat with you about it and reflect on it, I still don't know what to make of this because it, it's one of those things where th this match is built up, you know, for, for, for days. You, you hear about Lukaku, you hear about the whistles, you, you, you hear about all of the storylines going into it. And, and this was, I mean, it felt like a, a, a deflated balloon or something. Like, it was so uneventful. I couldn't imagine... Uh, you know, living outside of the country, having spent money to go, traveling to San Siro, you think you're seeing like this institution of uh, uh, of uh, Italian football traveling and then being subjected to that. Uh, I mean, that was just, just brutal on both sides. Um, you pointed, uh, you, you pointed him out by name a few minutes ago, but Christensen, usually on the team selection of Jose Mourinho, it, it doesn't, in my mind at least, there aren't many things to pick at because this is Roma. You have only so many options uh, and the team is what it is. Uh, it's not as if you have a menu of uh, 
of high quality individuals that you can pick from. I have to say, I was very surprised by that, uh, by that selection. I thought Chetty had the better opportunity to play before he did. Um, and ultimately, of course, hindsight is uh, always our friend and is always a perfect 2020 vision. But uh, I did not like that selection at all, particularly considering uh, Karsdorp, in my opinion, arose from the dead in the last few weeks. I thought he was performing relatively good. I, I did not like Christensen at all. I didn't like that selection. And of course, he, uh, uh, De, uh, De Marco, uh, he, he was very lackadaisical on that action uh, that leads to the goal. I mean, as far as, again, performance, it's almost secondary. But is there anything realistically with the people who were available, of course, that, that could have been done. Because beyond that, I don't even know what to make of it. Because right now, our patron yeah, group... Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah. That's going I know what you're the, driving at. Like, you can't you can't just pick out something and say, point that and say, that's the flaw. That's where we lost the match. Yeah. Where are you... What is Jose, Mo that, if, what is if, Jose if, Mourinho listen, supposed to do in this way? You know, I if you don't like Jose Mourinho, okay, fine. I You know, I can listen to the argument. But but if this is the thing that drove you to the thing where you are now saying, okay, Jose Mourinho asked, what, what do you want them to do? Uh, fine, go to the black market and get uh, uh, Paulo Dybala a new set of legs? I, I, I mean, seriously, what realistically, what could have been done today of the guys that were available? Because I don't see a single thing that you could have told me beyond the Christensen selection. Well, I mean, people people would argue people people would argue that you'd have you, you you should have showed more courage in in the first half with the oh, ball at your feet. The problem with that is against an inter side like that, the moment you you try to show some confidence in that first half and try to play out from the back, they're gonna kill you. They're going to score on you like a hundred percent. Like that was, you know, it's, uh, that's, that, that was certain. So it, it was just a matter. I think it was always like it, these games, it's always a matter of going out <laughs> with, with some dignity. That's what Roma tried yeah, to do. Right. Like, you know, try to keep a clean sheet or try to, you know, minimize again, damage control, just to go out with some form of dignity. Roma can go out with some dignity tonight because the scoreline is what the scoreline is and the goal happened when it happened, so near the end. Um, but again, it just feels, you know, it leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth because you're once again confronted with the clear notion that there is a big discrepancy between you and the supposed top sides that, it always feels like you are external to the com conversation when mm -hmm. we talk about top sides. And that pisses me off. Like a lot of people, when they talk about Roma, and I'm not saying that they piss me off. It's just that it, the, the, the fact that <laughs> they are right pisses me off is they don't put Roma in the conversation with the likes of Juve, Inter, Milan, Napoli anymore. They put... Roma in the second tier with Atalanta, Lazio, and Fiorentina. That's what pisses me off because I know that it's true. And when these games occur, when these results occur, that notion is reinforced. And we as fans are confronted with this simple truth. You are just not good enough in certain settings against certain teams you're just not good enough. And so that's why I say it was so anticlimactic because I thought that today's buildup, this whole thing 
with Lukaku, with the whistles, with this heated atmosphere, with this scary environment, you know, dawning on you from all sides, 75,000 Inter supporters ready to blow you away. It was begging for a much more exciting scenario. Instead, we got the most predictable ending. This was like the cheesiest ending to a romantic movie, like the one that you can see from miles and miles away. And that, to me, is what what makes my blood boil, if I can even put it that way, because I don't feel much. When these things occur, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, bring it on, you know. But, uh, But that is what pisses me off, if anything, is that I always expect some sort of surprise, and then the surprise never or very rarely occurs. And so uh, I always hope to have something insightful to say about this team. And then once again, I find myself here sitting with you. And the conclusions that we're driving at are more or less the same ones that we've been driving at for the past few years. I I couldn't agree more, but I I do want to touch on that, I suppose, as as sort of like the final thought, because I, I said before the match and I... And maybe I'm delusional. You know, maybe I'm delusional. Uh, I watch nearly every single match, uh, every single weekend in Syria, and I'd like to think that you know I have a pretty good read on uh, even being a Roma supporter, uh, being in the as uh, Roma media landscape. I, still, I, I think most of the time I can look at things objectively. I do not think the gap, and I said this even before the result today, I don't think the gap is that large uh, between Roma, even having watched Juve last night, um, between Roma, Inter, Juve, Milan, Lazio, whoever you want to add into the conversation. Uh, Last season, I think you can undoubtedly make clear and as evidenced by by the table, the final table. I mean, there was a, a... clear and significant gap between Napoli and the rest. Um, This season, I do not see that. And the part that just uh, pisses me off to no end is it looks like there is in the table at the moment because you, Roma, you you effed up the first month. You, You got that wrong. And because of that, you can't afford uh, many more of these nights where you lose uh, all three points to to these bigger sides. Um, if you win those games, you 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 defeat Verona. You you do not drop points to Salernitana. Losing tonight means nothing. I I mean it, it has it's a it's just another uh, a big match that you weren't supposed to win anyway. Okay, but now you look at the table and it's like oh well you know they've lost almost half of their league matches so far. Something is not going right. But to me, that that lacks a lot of nuance to the situation. But nonetheless, even after tonight, I I am still not convinced that we are looking at Inter Roma. The gap is not that large and clear, in my opinion. And this is the team, uh, the one that it was zero to zero with ten minutes remaining. Favorite for Scudetto, yeah. So, but in but in the but in the end, the result is in their favor. I, I completely in agree. But what, in the end, they win. They go home, and they don't even feel like this was a hard fought game. In the end, they feel like this was you know uh, 
just another day in the park, you know, like we do when we have the occasional good game against a smaller opponent. For them, it's, a, you know, okay, it was a, it was an annoying match. It could have gone gotten in the way of finishing first in the league table this weekend, but it didn't. It went as planned for them. Like, that's what, you know, that is what sets me off, is that... I want to believe that we are not, you know, we're not so far away from this. But every time these results occur, just like with Milan earlier on in the season, it was obviously a different game. I think there the discrepancy was much bigger. Obviously, we're coming off a pretty bad stretch. Yes. But you all, I, I, I have always this realization, oh, okay, yes. Okay, thank you for reminding me that you're not there yet, you know? And 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 I think last season the the times that we we had these exciting results, the win against Juve, the win against Inter at San Siro, you know, the 2-1. Those are the fun moments where you see, you know, a hope, a bit of hope saying to you, "Okay, you're not so far away. You're almost there. Almost there," you know? And that so when I'm when I'm faced with a team that is clearly <laughs> playing not to lose, and then inevitably they lose, I feel a bit at a loss for words because uh, I think to myself, man, like how much longer? How much longer do we have to keep putting up with this strategy and shrugging it off? Because at the end of the day, that's what we do. We shrug it off and we say, okay, now let's focus on Lecce because Lecce is a more attainable result. Like that just blows my mind. And I have to take it because otherwise I would not be able to come on here and have a proper conversation <laughs> with you. You know, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be shooting. But that is the thing I talk about all the time. I, I, this always the, the bridesmaid, not the bride complex. Whether we want to believe it or not, um, no matter how long you have been watching Roma, it does affect and it does have an impact. It, it just does. It, I, I don't care what anybody says. It, there is, it's this cloud that not even Jose Mourinho, the most uh, the most heralded and most successful manager since uh, for for two decades, cannot come come to the city and overcome. This is something that will exist. Okay, that's fine. The only way to to overcome that is to win, um, but it seems like this in like this glass ceiling, this barrier that you can't see, you can't feel, you can't touch it. it it's not concrete; it is just there, existing. But the thing that, above all, and you you sort of touched upon it, is we shouldn't. We shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't just be okay. Well, you know, it's Inter. Let's. Uh, let, what's after that? Uh, Lecce. Okay. Well, you know, three points there. This one against Inter. Nah. I mean, we don't even consider getting three points. I mean, you and I kind of, uh, you know, we gave away the game a little bit when we said we would have been ecstatic with a draw. I mean, even that is a problem. Now, of course, nuance, we're, we're doing that in the sense of, okay, well, they're missing uh, half of their preferred 11. Okay. But I, I don't know how you overcome that. I mean, if you can't overcome that with uh, uh, Paolo Dybala, Jose Mourinho, Romelu Lukaku, that, I, I, I mean, then that requires something above uh, my understanding and my uh, uh, something beyond anything Roma would be in their power to do. Dan Free can 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 buy because I, I don't know what you can buy. No amount of money can can defeat whatever that cloud is that that's uh, you know just hanging above everything. 
Um, now, again, this is kind of where I said before the match where I was feeling overdramatic, and obviously we're still in part being that way. Um, but I think, at least in my mind, I, I'm feeling overdramatic because it, it feels like you are in this position now simply because you you screw up so badly in the early on. Uh, man, 90% of the time, if you are doing things correctly, you can go to San Siro, lose, and it's nothing. It is nothing. You, you were you were not supposed to win this. Uh, Juve would not have been expected to win this. Milan would not have been expected to win this. Napoli would not have expected to win this. Um, and if they don't win it, Okay, that's under the assumption that you are doing everything correctly, that you are beating and getting all three points against Verona, Salernitana. Uh, you're not going to Liguria and getting your ass handed to you. That's the problem. All the other stuff is problem. Tonight is not the problem. Tonight is not the problem. So you know our patron group chat, people talking about sacking Jose Mourinho. What you know what the. Uh, uh, what, what are Roma doing? What is Dan freaking doing? You know, you have to make a change. Tonight is not the problem. If you have any issue with uh, where Roma are in the table right now, tonight isn't the thing that put them there. Tonight is not the issue. Um, but I think just beyond that, and I've said this before on here, but what, like, when does it get to the point where we look at this game or we look at the game uh, uh, in Torino and we think to ourselves, not necessarily an automatic defeat. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And that's the part, I, I guess, I'm still spinning my wheels here trying to understand what the... I don't know who the real uh, no, Roma is. I still of course, don't know. you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't lose because of today. You don't, you don't lose the season. You don't lose a grip on the season. You don't, you know, because of today. Today can happen. Today happens a number of times. Uh, this same Inter team scored five goals on uh, Milan in the Derby de la Manodina. So, you know, to concede one goal at San Siro, it's acceptable. For me, it's the feeling that I, as a fan, have developed with regards to these results where I'm almost indifferent to how it's handled. Or rather, I'm, I accept the the way it's planned out and the way it's executed. And then in the end, I shrug my shoulders when they concede because, hey, it was leading up to it. That's all I'm saying. Um, it doesn't change much in my in my view of how the season is going to go, but you will need to turn this around soon. Like, you will need to send a message. You don't send a message by winning against Monza at the last minute. You win. Correct. send a message by not conceding against the Inter and scoring in their home as 75 thousand people watch you uh you know and lukaku and whistle and boo you and do all these things to kind of distract you and get you into your head and you show them no we are better than that unfortunately today was not the case so you'll have to postpone that you'll have to probably look forward to the derby de la capitale in order to do that because uh, tonight was just not the night okay so then you are not overly concerned one way or the no, other I'm, I'm, I mean, just, I'm the regular roma fam the usual bandy <laughs> that comes on here and tries to make sense of it in the name of the 230 patrons that are losing their minds right now so i'm trying to you know come up with a coherent thought my coherent thought is it's been happening it's happened in the past it's happened today. It will happen in the future, or maybe it won't. It all depends on Roma, really. It goes beyond the absences. It goes beyond the injuries. 
it, it is a question of mindset. It's something that you have to develop. And, uh, and today just wasn't it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, I just, obviously there's going to be panic. There's going to be, again, hyperbole used because the losing these matches always sucks, uh, but it, it sucks, especially now. And especially more tonight when, again, you've gotten so much wrong in the early go that tonight was just an additional blow on top of the, the ones that you suffered earlier in the season. So, I don't think there is a reason to uh, over-exaggerate and make the situation seem worse than it is. But it's not It's not good. No, nobody's going to sit here and say, okay, well, you know, um, just a regular defeat. We are still on the path, though. Everything is still on schedule. No, you are behind schedule, and I don't think anybody is going to disagree with that. Okay, that was about as level-headed as we could have hoped for uh, on a night like tonight. So we will leave it there. We will chant with you later in the week. Until then, ciao.